Hello, everyone. I'm editor Drew McCarthy. And I'm staff writer Ashton Lewandowski. And today on Real Talk, we will be discussing our trip to the nation's capital through the close-up organization and the politics of Washington, D.C. So basically, um, close-up is a week-long field trip to Washington, D.C., um and i will say we learned a ton of things there it was really it was a really enriching experience super fun we had we had a really great time there's lots and lots of things to see uh, you know there's just so much history there and uh, yeah we visited many places such as the washington monument and the Lincoln Memorial in the White House. We were outside of the White House, actually. Yeah, we didn't get to go in, unfortunately, because our schedule was just, you know, so hectic and busy. But, uh, yeah. I mean, there was, a, I think, oh, man, there had to have been, like, four states there, right? There was, like, Arkansas, California, Georgia, Texas, Puerto yeah. Rico, and Texas. Right, right. The territory of Puerto Rico. Right. Does count as a state. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, anyways, we saw lots of political things in uh, Washington, D.C. I mean, obviously. Um, there's two things that I just like to uh, know as well. Number one, there was the March for Life rally uh, going on. I believe it was our last day or the last two days we were there. Uh, basically, for those protesters those... were descending on the Capitol. <laughs> right. Not 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 in like January 6th or anything, but there was still like a lot of people there. Right. Um, for those who don't know, March for Lifers are basically uh, they're marching to support the overturning of the Roe v. Wade uh, bill. I believe that was overturned. See, everyone was saying, like, it was overturned a year ago, but I thought it was just last summer, right? I, I don't really know the exact date, but yeah, they were celebrating that. It it basically made it to where states can decide for themselves if they wanted to outlaw abortion or not. It just, made, set, it just said that abortion wasn't a constitutional amendment. Right, right. Or right, I guess. Right, exactly. And, um... Yeah, so there was that group there, and obviously they are right, they are right-leaning, or at least traditionalist, and um, which is, I believe, a conservative value. Um, Mostly Christian. Right, and that was probably about our only experience with conservatives <laughs> at close-up. The entire trip, we were surrounded by left-leaning values. Right, right. Um, we went to a play called Ride the Cyclone, the entire thing, you know, left-leaning, we, you know, when we were going through the DC Metro, there's left-leaning murals and whatnot, and, it, you know, it doesn't bother me or anything, it's just interesting to see, like, you know, in Georgia, it is mostly Republican, <laughs> um, but, it just you know going from a mostly republican area to a, a severely democratic area i believe it's actually like 90 percent democrat more than that 96 percent, i believe yeah it's crazy like 96 percent democrat it's it was really like night and day difference right mm. the four percent are probably from the staffers of the republicans <laughs> in congress right right um 
but yeah, it's it was really cool. Um, there was one guy I do not know uh, if he was left or right, but um, there's a man. He's actually quite famous who had a tent set up right in front of the White House, and he's been there for quite a long time. The original well, the guy tent the tent was there since the eighties. Right, right. So the tent was set up by a man in the eighties. And 27 years later, I believe it was, he died. And then now they have like a team of people who sit in the tent taking turns, right? And basically at the beginning, I believe it was to protest the nuclear arms like race or like he wanted to denuclearize every country, right? And now it's just sort of become like a a catch-all protest, against anything and everything right right um and yeah that was pretty cool to see um especially like in in front of the white house it's kind of odd how bold the protesters are there right i i was thinking you know here in georgia you know i I might see a few people with signs or like I mean, I've seen, like, you know, going down the street, like, just some people, like... Some yard signs. Right, right. Or or even if there's, like, a gathering, there it's, like, a small gathering. They're kind of quiet, you know. They're just... They're just not... Um, they're as not, political. Right, right. And they're not as boisterous or loud or big, you know. But, you know, there in D.C., it's, like, everyone takes it super seriously, right? Mm. You know, politics are, like, a huge deal over there, which, I mean, it makes sense, you know, because of where they live. Um, And, yeah, so that was cool to see. Um, So the March for Life, definitely right-leaning. The protest tent, I would say that's neutral just because of all the different things that he was – that was there – to be protest. Right. There was both left-leaning issues and right-leaning issues, but the general theme of it was, like, peace on Earth. Yeah. Which was nice to see, especially in front of the White House. Right. It It was refreshing, you know, because, let's be honest, with all this political polarization, you know, nowadays, it's nice to see someone who's not taking a side and rather just, you know, having a reconciliation of both sides, you know, peace for everyone, making sure that humanity is safe in general, you know, rather than, oh, we want this to happen, and, you know, I disagree with how you want that to happen, blah, 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 blah. That tent is such a big deal that if they ever try to get rid of it at this point, it would be seen as this huge violation of the First Amendment. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And what's interesting is, uh, I mean, that sort of brings me to my, like, next thing I, I want to talk about. Because there's a lot of homeless there in uh, D.C. I, you know, I've been to Atlanta. I've been to New York. I've been to Detroit, St. Louis. I've been, I've been to a lot of different places, even Chicago. And I really, I I almost have never seen more homeless people than I did in Washington, D.C. Um, even on the outskirts near our hotel, which was in Virginia, like I just saw tons of homeless people. And I don't really... I remember going to a seminar there talking about how the District of Columbia, which is Washington, D.C., um, 
doesn't have statehood, right? But it's weird to see, like, how the, I guess, do we call them Colombians or DCers? <laughs> the DCers. Right. The DCers <laughs> are affected by, uh, well, being a district rather than a state. Um, and uh, now I don't know if, you know, the cause of being homeless is being a district and not a state, but, um, it is, it is interesting to see. We, we did have a seminar, um, with the, uh, what was it? Woman voting is like the woman's woman's voting coalition or something like that. Right. The women's voting coalition for like DC. Right. And basically, uh, the entire time they were talking about, how the district should become uh, a state. It should be given statehood, right? And it, they, they gave like one compelling argument, which I thought was a decent argument, right? That the 700,000 residents, um, they don't, their vote doesn't really matter. At least that's how they described it. Um, they don't have senators and they don't have representatives in the House of Representatives, but they do have three electoral votes. And of course, that's how the president gets elected. Right. And I think that's just, that's a huge part of uh, representation. It is interesting. The place where, the place where every lawmaker meets in order to represent all the states is also a place where people who live there cannot represent themselves even though you know i will say they do have a say in who becomes president the lawmaking part of it they're kind of you know left left uh unanswered they're they're just kind of out of the question right mm-hmm I remember that when they asked for questions in the seminar, everyone was just, you know, going in on them. And I kind of felt bad a little bit. Nah, it was funny. It was real funny. It, it was funny. Uh, at one point, I will say Georgia and California were, they were the most participatory um, states in all of close up. We were, I, I remember Georgia kids were asking questions And, um, like it was like three or four of them in a row. And then finally, oh, and keep in mind, this is like in a theater of like hundred, maybe 200 students. Mm -hmm. And then someone from not Georgia, you know, raised their hand and, and everyone started clapping, which I thought (laughs) was funny. Um, and, and I think that's interesting. It's also different from DC in the fact that I feel we are super opinionated here in Georgia, right, we just are not as open about it, at least in my opinion. It's not like we were uh, being defensive about our beliefs, but it's almost like we were going on the offense to defend our beliefs, especially when confronted at a a seminar, for example, like that. Right, right. We were, (laughs) it was super opinionated, right? We were going to the seminar um, all we knew was the name, right? We didn't know what it was about. We just knew that it was hosted by like the Women's Voter Coalition. Right. And so we assumed that, you know, it would just be about, 
you know, you know inc- maybe feminism, but definitely like women voting. I was expecting like Nineteenth Amendment and all that. Right, right. Like just like a, an overall overview of just you know encouraging women to vote, but it it was not like that. It was more like they were they were just going on and on about how D.C. should be a state, and <laughs> everyone kind of got confused by that. I guess maybe a little bit. And then when they when they said it, you know, I looked over to one of my roommates and he like he he had this like puzzled look on his face. See, all of my roommates um, were just super into politics. You know, Ashton included. He was one of my roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, just super into politics. Um, you know, we just we just love like debating and whatnot and. Yeah, it was funny. He had a puzzled look on his face. He was the first person to raise his hand. And, uh, man, <laughs> that's when everyone started tearing into her, right? Um, but, you know, enough about that, right? Let's get into um, what, like, the other political parts of Washington, D.C. that we haven't mentioned. I think that there's an underlying message in all of the monuments um, and museums that we've seen. Well, Maybe less museums, but more monuments, right? Like the Lincoln Memorial, the Thomas Jefferson Memorial, the Washington Memorial. Martin um, Luther King. Yeah, Martin Luther King Memorial. It was all, I, I could tell, it all had an overarching theme of freedom. Freedom, equality, justice. Liberty. Liberty for sure. Liberty. I mean, it's interesting to see, even in the architecture, because... Oh, let me tell you, the architecture is beautiful there. All of the buildings are just amazing. It's a bit overwhelming. It's honestly crazy what what went into building DC. Right, right. Um, I believe the man's name was Lanfant, something like that. I believe he's the guy who uh, designed DC. Um, you know, <laughs> kudos to that guy. You know, he's he's he knew what he was doing, right? Um, but yeah, the architecture was amazing, right? And you could see sometimes they would have words, sometimes they would have symbols. Um, a symbol we saw a lot was basically, uh, a bunch of sticks, right? And they're tied together. And basically this is just talking about strength through unity or, you unity know, through strength. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, cause you can break one stick um but pretty easily right as if you bundled all the sticks together and they they're representative of the individual united states if you unite all the sticks together it's harder to break right right and you know that's where the the unity comes in and then also we saw you know eagles and you know all sorts of things we in the the lincoln memorial it's funny it it gives one of his speeches or like i guess a quote by Lincoln, where he talks about freedom and, you know, decided to see if I could spot any other quotes or like words uh, symbolizing freedom or just talking about freedom, right? And I saw plenty at every memorial that was, you know, previously listed. They they all had one thing in common, and that was unity. And we live in a divided, polarized time, and seeing all of those 
monuments and those statues all conveying the same messages was really enlightening to me. We might be divided here in America, but we're two bird we're two wings of the same bird, you know, the left the left wing and the right wing and together we'll we'll fly. We'll fly. I love that. Anyways, we uh we we liked uh DC and close up very much. I highly recommend going on close up for the underclassmen listening. And, uh, you know, this has been Drew McCarthy and Ashton Lewandowski. And thank you for watching Real Talk.